In October, the cannabis industry reconvened in Las Vegas for the annual trade show MJ BizCon, put on by Marijuana Business Daily. As part of that event, Business of Cannabis sat down with industry leaders at the show to discuss their business, the current state of the cannabis industry, and what they were seeing on the road ahead. This conversation was part of that series. What follows is a conversation with Fab Five Freddy and Khadija Tribble. Fab Five Freddy is a New York cultural legend, perhaps best well-known as the first host of Yo! MTV Raps. But he's also a filmmaker, and he was the filmmaker behind Grass is Greener on Netflix, highlighting the racist history of cannabis prohibition in America. He also worked with Cureleaf to launch the Be Noble brand, named for Bernard Noble, who was imprisoned for possessing two grams of cannabis. Khadija Tribble is a longtime cannabis advocate and serves as the vice president of corporate social responsibility for Cureleaf. Khadija and Fab, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, and I want to start with you, Khadija, because um, I was telling you before we started that I've seen your TED Talk. Yeah. And between your TED Talk and your film, Fab, I think they should be required viewing for, I don't know if it's grade six or seven, but some grade in the U.S., it should be required viewing. Yeah. And then you could be a professional thinker. <laughs> Got that. That's what I do all day, though. I spend time strategy, trying to figure out the strategy to make this industry using Cureleaf and the resources that we have, the commitment of our team to move this industry in a way that we can all be proud to be a part of it. So I think about that a lot, right? Um, and you mentioned the TED Talk, which is, you know, su super personal, right? I, it is based on my family's connection to cannabis, uh, the social justice, the health and wellness, and the veterans connection. And um, I am excited that we get to continue to have these conversations. So... Whatever you want me to talk about, you got me. I, I like it. I like it. it. And you obviously you come to it with a deep history that predates Cureleaf. Absolutely. Can talk, talk, you talk a little bit about what you're doing before Cureleaf? Because I think that helps set the stage. Absolutely. So before Cureleaf, um, you know, I spent a lot of time in the consulting space. I've had a consulting firm for 20, 25 years, whether it's, you know, working in politics or working in government, helping companies really understand what is the opportunity to do good. So I always feel like I've been in the social impact space, but it wasn't until I got accepted to Harvard that I knew there was a discipline and I can actually make money <laughs> in the social impact space. Right. And so when I left the Kennedy School uh, and mind you, just three or four years ago, there were so many hush whispers. I know. Marijuana. Like I spent so much time in the general counsel's office to convince them that I could do a fellowship focused on cannabis policy through the lens of social equity, uh, and they would not lose their 501c3 status, right? They got it, right? And I'm, I'm proud because, you know, the Kennedy School helped me launch Marijuana Matters. You know, that's what I was doing when I met the CEO of Cureleaf, right? We had an honest conversation about what social equity is and what it isn't. And so he was like, you, you have to help us figure this out. And so I came on board at Cureleaf as a consultant, worked there for about nine months with them. And I had two or three other cannabis clients and realized in order to do this right, for it to uh, be something that's sustainable and not, you know, a one-off or a checkbox, I had to be inside to build the infrastructure for these ideas and these programs and these uh, initiatives to take hold. And so for the last 18 months, that's what we've been doing, developing the capacity 
to do rooted in good. I get to see you. Uh, and so, so yeah, in many ways, what I did before Cure Leaf, I still get to do inside of Cure Leaf. That my feebles. Anyhow, sorry. The fishbowl. Yeah, right. It's good. It's good. Uh, Fab, you, uh, it, it's, it strikes me as we sit here and talk about it, that you're a documentary that talked about the history of, of, of cannabis uh, in the United States and all the the negative history that's been associated with it and generally how that's just been mostly racist bullshit. Um, to, to think about now and sitting down with this conversation and hearing about like what Cureleaf is doing um, and could you just roll there and what she was doing before, like it's, it, that's not answering the call of your film, but it is, I think, a direct result of the work that you've done um, and shining that light. And talk about what that that means because the film is so impactful that I think really should be required viewing for everybody, whether they are in this room or not. Um, talk a little bit about that because I think that's an interesting sort of, I think it's an interesting through line. Yeah. Well, personally, for me, you know, um, I'm sorry, what's your specific question? Well, I, I just, I, I, is it, um, are you encouraged by that? That there are, there are companies in an industry that are, that are focused on writing writing some of the things you talked about in your film. Absolutely. And it was a blessing that Cure Leaf came along, but we were going to knock on any and every door until we can find um, a, a partner to work with that was really looking to help tell the story and right the wrongs, if you will, that, that you know, Be Noble is all about. And, and to, be, to get to work with the biggest company in the game, you know, the M MSOs in general have this like, kind of a negative, you know, us, like the legacy versus MSOs. But the people at Cureleaf have been so cool and so all in, especially with Khadijah here. You know, I've been blessed to have been in various aspects of culture to watch people stop the war and start to work to get things right. That's been in music, in television, in various mediums that I've been blessed to work in. And so I see as something so similar because I'm a culture maker, pretty much. I'm like the creative guy, but I've been a cannabis aficionado most of my life. And so I, and these wrongs have been known to me and among the people in my circle. But once again, in this kind of hush, hush kind of a kind of a vibe, but I'm also like, I will tell people, look, I smoke reefer. You know what I mean? No, I don't drink alcohol, but I smoke reefer. You know, the reefer is like an old school reference, but I just let it know. And people are like, oh, oh, but I'm like, yo, and I grew up on the stories that this was beneficial and it was helpful. And now that's being proven right. And so still a lot more work to be done. And I'm just really honored and blessed that Curely has joined the struggle. We are complete partners and 10% of the proceeds of the Be Noble product in all the states that we are in are going to go to help organizations that are helping to expunge records and to teach uh, those most affected how to get busy in this business. I like that. And, and we, we briefly tell the story of Bernard Noble because it yes. really ain't. Noble is a black man from Louisiana that was given a 13-year sentence, hard labor for two joints of cannabis, the equivalent of two joints worth of cannabis. This is too frequent a situation in the South through our criminal justice system as a whole. And so I was just you know, focused in on his story in the movie Grass is Greener on Netflix, if you haven't seen it. And, um, 
you know, luckily he got a parole in the course of making the movie. We flew back to Louisiana to film him walk out of prison into his family's arms. It was a moving experience. But then once the film was made and it was living on Netflix and people were seeing it, um, it began to kind of haunt me a bit. Things said in the movie, things Killer Mike said, um, things people referenced about if we don't get ours now or get in this game, we fail. And I was like, wow, wow, this is a call to action. A call to action, it truly was. And that motivated me and my homie Ron Samuel, that's my partner in this, to roll up our sleeves and just figure out, you know, both of us have strong legacy links to this amazing plant. But um, once again, it's a, it's a blessing and an honor to be working with Curly. Once again, Be Noble is now available in nine states across America and more to come. So it's really an amazing story. I, we're looking at it like it's a single. I see. Oh, it's not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the packaging looks like. It's like the first single from an album. From the 13th. And uh, more products, more stories, more narratives around the plant. Bernard, Noble, Be Noble, and other situations like that. We're looking to have some fun pushing out there for the folks. I love it. I, lo I mean, obviously, the, the brand, people will see the brand and, and won't know the story. Right. When they see the brand, hear the story, make that connection. It's, it's what's lacking, I think, a lot in the sector now is that people see brands on the shelves. Yeah. They like them, they don't like them, like the package, they don't know. Uh, sometimes they have deep roots, you know, geographically or a specific strain that people like. But to actually have a story behind it that is authentic, but also speaks to the roots of what's gone wrong in the country is really, I think, really powerful. I would like to point out that there's a QR code on every package through the pandemic. We all know we go into restaurants now. It ain't about a menu. We hold our phone over that little digital graphic square. Mm -hmm. You hold your phone over this is going to take you right to a website as well as messaging on the back of the package that speaks to what the Be Noble mission is about along with providing fine, high-quality, cough-up-alone, <laughs> great cannabis, that fire weed. I'm not playing. Weed is correct. I'm going to keep it 100 as well. Say, I think if there's one thing we know, and, and you're saying it, uh, and, and we're, we're giggling, but if there's actually one thing we know, and Cureleaf knows it, and everybody across the country knows it, if there's a brand that doesn't, bring the fire weed. Like it, it, it's a one-time buy, right? Like a great story. They'll keep the box and use the yard code, but buy other weed. But it, but it does become, you know, people, people do want, they expect it. And, yeah. and, and it actually comes from the roots of legacy, right? Like people expect that quality cannabis from the legacy market. They expect right. it from the, from the legal market. Right. And if it's not being delivered in the legal market, they will not put right. it back, but split their buys. Let's say. Right. That's so true. Yeah. 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 That's why it was so important to not only have a good story and a good way to tell the story, you need a good product because at the end of the day, people can give $20 to donate to a cause, but we want them to enjoy great cannabis and, you know, join the movement and, um, you know, figure out how they're going to be noble. Yeah. So back in July, I finally got to go up to, you know, we'd made the yeah. deal and I uh, couldn't get access to taste the product. I, 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 we put the whole deal together. The regulations, man. Yeah. Regulations. Yeah. You know, we're doing it by the book. Right. Wink, wink. <laughs> no, they up straight up. I know. Got out. Hundred percent above board. So I had to go up to Boston to finally get to taste the product, and I never forget the night I went outside of the hotel I was staying in, and I just was caught. <laughs> there's a scene. There's a scene in Grass Is Greener when I'm hanging with Snoop, and Snoop is like, "Hey, man, 
have a hit of this and I take a hit. I'm, I'm don't, I don't smoke when I'm working, but I'm, you know, Snoop Dogg, Dogg. So I take a hit and I literally cough a long rap. And Snoop's like, that's the sound I was waiting to hear. <laughs> and uh, literally I sat outside the hotel in, in Boston and I smoked the first Be Noble pre-roll. And man, I'm coughing up a lung and I'm like, okay, I'm camera clip this, but now I got enough for now. It's a ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. I, I love it. I love a it. Coughing endorsement. <laughs> can, I, can I go back to something in, in your film, uh, if I may, Fab? Sure. The, the connection um, between, between music and cannabis. Yes. And the deep roots there from jazz Me. to reggae to hip hop, mm. sort of the thread right. that, that you follow in the film. Um, and... And it goes back to the regulations, not to get back to it, but there's so much keeping that legacy of like music and cannabis go together. There's no apart there. They are one and the same. Right. And to think about, you know, um, I'm from Boston. I was going to call it Greenwoods, but that's not what it's called anymore. But the, 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 in Mansfield, there's a concert hall, a concert, outdoor venue. And like, there's, there's just the deep connection between cannabis is always there in that music place anyway, because people go in, the music starts, everybody lights up. But the regulations in a lot of places don't allow for like you to buy that pre-roll next to the beer to then go smoke on the grass seats. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like it's just naive from a regulatory perspective. Like it's going to happen, Massachusetts. Like you be part of it and grab the taxes or not. Mm -hmm. But like people are going to light up on the, on the lawn. Great. Wouldn't it be better to have them buy the pre-rolls next to the beer? And the venue probably wants it too, because, you know, that same pre-roll would be $50 at a show as opposed to $20 at a store. Like right. it just seems like there's so much work to do. And. And if we could just make those things as close together as they really are in the legal framework, we would be doing important work. I don't know if there's a question there, but I, but are you like from your Curalee's perspective, like how do we make it happen and, and lobby for that? Spot on. So, you know, we've been talking today in a lot of these different sessions and these one-off dis uh, discussions about how silly it is that states like Florida will say, oh, you have a um, conviction related to selling weed or possessing weed, therefore, you can't now work in the industry that we collect millions of dollars. We can sell it to people, we can collect the taxes, but you can't work in it. That is ridiculous. And so, for me, these kinds of projects, and, how, and, and when we talk about them, it raises other questions, and it allows for people to figure out how they're going to be noble. Like we, I talked about this this morning. There was a, a group of folks from government relations and like, you know, what is the one thing that you want to be able yeah. to do um, next year outside of, say, banking? I said, if I could get the states to remove exclusionary language in the, in the farm bill yeah. and in any of the state-regulated cannabis markets that allow for people who have been possessing, selling, and growing to figure out how to get it. Because, you know, we keep saying, oh, we want to eliminate or diminish the illicit market. Well, give those people opportunity to get into the regulated market. Right. 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 My son. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. I'd just like to jump in and say, in reference to the way you opened this up and introduced it, racism is the reason cannabis, 100%, and my film lays it out quite clearly, along with the making of jazz music, it was bringing white folks and black folks together in a segregated America to feel good and enjoy this music. Cannabis was being smoked in Pastorera. And people like Harry Anslinger, you know, uh, you know, straight up hardcore racists were like, no, we don't want that to happen. So they painted this like really horrendous picture of the plant and the motivation I feel behind many of the 
of these laws and regulations. Like it's mostly been black and brown, although across the board, people have been uh, criminalized for cannabis, but primarily no. black and brown. So they now have said that, okay, you, you guys pretty much pioneered this as a business. You now can't work in it as, as we're going to rake in billions. That's not fair. And we want people to know that this exists and to let your legislatures know wherever you are, that this is not happening. It's not fair. It's not right. Right. And it, and it, and it doesn't achieve the policy goals you want it to, if you don't rather like, because there's going to be like the legacy where it just be like, they have supply chain, they have consumers, they have products people love. Like. They're not going away unless you welcome them in. Exactly. And, I, and we've had this conversation. We were just in New York a couple weeks ago. It's really part of the conversation there. And, and I hope we can continue it uh, here. I'm going to let you get back to your day because I feel like you've been honoring me with the presence. So I really, I really appreciate you it. You tell people where to, yes. they can get this in. So we're in nine different markets, right? We're coming to New York City soon. Yes. Call, demand that we get Be Noble <laughs> in New York ASAP from our regulators. We're at Massachusetts, Maryland. We're in Nevada, Arizona, Illinois. Um, and I'm forgetting the other two. Oregon. Oregon and from Vermont? Maybe Vermont. But you can definitely check our website and figure out where you can, Love it. You can go hit it for sure. Arizona. Yep. Love it. We're yep. going to get it. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Thanks Thank for having you. us. All right, then. That was Fab Five Freddy and Khadija Tribble talking all about the Be Noble brand. Recorded live at MJ BizCon 2021. This podcast was recorded at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas in October 2021. For more information about Business of Cannabis, please visit businessofcannabis.com and follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.